Hello and welcome to Countdown to Eternity. This week, Pastor James Cadiz will discuss Romans chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 11 in light of recent developments regarding brain technology in what is known as human hacking. Is this dangerous? What should we know about what's happening? We'll talk about this and much more on this very exciting episode. Well, hello, my dear brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you to another episode of Countdown to Eternity. And I am incredibly excited to spend some time with you yet again regarding some very, very important stories that have recently come up. Now, I hope you don't mind my slightly modified voice. It has been quite a long week of broadcasting, and I'm a little under the weather, but I'm not going to let that stop me from doing what I think is very, very important, and that is talk about some of these very critical events that are taking place around the world and bring them in light of what the scriptures teaches us. So we are now in Romans chapter one territory. We are in Genesis chapter 11 territory because we are witnessing some stories right now that are unprecedented. One of the stories is entitled this, ready for this? First functional human brain tissue produced through 3D printing. Yes, folks, that has happened over the last few days. And as well, we are also looking at last week, Elon Musk with his company Neuralink having planted the first Neuralink brain chip in the first human recipient. So we've got our hands full, folks, and we're going to talk a little bit about those stories and as well, I'm going to talk about the biblical precedent for those stories. I'm also going to play a clip that I have played for you guys before, but one that I think is still very eye-opening, and we're going to go over a few other areas regarding these issues that are so critically important for us to be able to understand because we are undoubtedly living in the last days. Now, we have to start with Romans chapter 1. I think it's really important before we get into these stories and Romans chapter 1 says this. I'm going to start reading in verse 16 for context. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Notice this, folks. Pay attention here. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And that is so true. Listen, every single human being in one way or another is exposed to the fact that they do have a creator and they are given an opportunity to know and walk with that creator. And, and Paul says it very correctly when he says that here. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because this is the territory that I believe we are watching right now. Face to face, we are seeing this. It is ugly. But it's important for us to understand what the scripture says about this time. And then we'll get into some of these stories. And then we'll talk about Genesis chapter 11. So it says this, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations 
and their foolish heart was darkened. Notice this, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And I think this is such an appropriate set of verses for the time that we are living in right now, because that is precisely the very thing that we are seeing. We are living in a world right now that believes that they are God. They believe that the things of God don't belong to God. They believe that those things belong to them. And they also believe that whatever does belong to them that should belong to God is something that they can move and manipulate and change on their own. And that's what we're seeing right now in this world. We are watching people take the creation of God and seek to make it better rather than seeking to understand it and choose to be able to live according to the laws that God has set forth. And this is so sad, but it's absolutely true. And it's coming from a prominent philosophy that exists right now among so many people that is fueled by secular humanists like Yuval Harari. Now, we've talked about him before, but I thought that maybe listening to a portion of his speech regarding this issue would help us to better understand what the encapsulation of the view is concerning people nowadays, especially as it relates to this subject. Listen to what Yuval Harari says about upgrading ourselves into God's. No joke, folks. That's what he says here. Let me play this for you. It's absolutely extraordinary. Next big projects of humankind will be to overcome old age and death, to find the keys, the secret to happiness, and to basically upgrade humans into gods. This is why the title Homo Deus. By the way, I, I will rewind it to let you guys listen to what he says um, again. But there's one thing that I want you guys to recognize here. He's talking about the key to overcoming old age and death. He's talking about finding happiness. The funny thing about it is God has already given us the key to overcome death. God has already given us the key to happiness and joy and peace and fulfillment. And that is found in seeking him. So if you will understand that the assertions that this man is making is so blatantly satanic, because what he's in essence doing is saying, we can defeat death, we can defeat old age, we can actually find happiness if we replace God. If we become gods ourselves, then we can replace God, and thus we can find all the things that we've been looking for our whole time when he doesn't realize that in essence, what we can do and what we should do is follow the God of heaven. He is denying the God of his fathers. By the way, this is a man who's Jewish. He is um, also married to another man. So you can understand where his mindset is at. And I also think it's really important to recognize the fact that he has forsaken the God of his fathers. He's forsaken the history that God has laid out for his people. And it's interesting because all of us fall in this category. When we choose to deny God, we go into the same category here as this man. But what's absolutely terrible is he is removing the collective consciousness of God by replacing God. 
And that's the terrible thing that's happening. And that's what he's doing here. We've already found the key to happiness. We've already found the solution uh, for death. The solution is Christ Jesus and him resurrected, him crucified, resurrected, and us having the experience. We were crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live is lived by having faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. And that's the Galatians principle. It's the idea of what the Bible tells us. And this guy has completely, completely come against that. But this is important to understand because this is the mentality that is driving a lot of the research that we're seeing, whether it be with the Neuralink uh, uh, thing that's come up, whether it be with any of those types of things. These are people that are seeking to do better than what they believe God can do. And thus they replace God by becoming God. And it's a terrible thing. Listen to what Yuval says throughout the rest of this. And by the way, it's, it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. I'll rewind it to give you a little bit of context. Secret to happiness and to basically upgrade humans into gods. This is why the title Homo Deus, God-man. And I don't mean it as a kind of literary metaphor. I mean it in, as in, in the literal sense that for thousands of years, humans have imagined gods in a particular way. They ascribed particular abilities and qualities to gods. And we are here in a church, and the walls are full of these descriptions of what God can do. And we are now seriously in... And he's here in a church. I wonder what pastor that is who would allow him to do that. I mean, I think it's just, <laughs> it's just absolutely insane what kind of pastor would allow that to happen. But that's a whole other issue. It's just sad. It's just absolutely sad. But let's continue on. In the business of acquiring these traditional divine abilities and qualities to ourselves. So all these animals, all these plants, God created them, and they are all organic. Now humans are trying to do better than that. We will not just gain the ability to create these organic beings that's been around for 4 billion years. We are in the process of learning how to create the, the first inorganic entities, inorganic beings uh, like artificial intelligence uh, that ever existed. So in this sense, it's, it's, it's a literal claim that humans are trying to upgrade themselves into gods. And you understand, I mean, you have to look at what it says in the book of Romans, and I just read it, right? And it's so sad because it's true. It says in verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they did what? They became fools. I want everybody to understand how much of a fool this man makes himself out to be. This is not an insult. This is just the reality of the circumstance that he puts himself in when he chooses to say that we're going to upgrade ourselves to be better than what God has already done in the creation of what he would call organics. And the function of inorganics is far more complex than anything God has ever created in something that's organic. And that com that's just completely absurd. To this very day, we can't do what a protein can do, right? To this very day, we cannot produce broken parts to repair ourselves and completely repair ourselves. Proteins can do that. To this day, we do not have complex structures like DNA 
that we have actually produced as mankind. As a matter of fact, when you look at everything that God has created within us, remember this. We were created, as the Bible says, in the likeness and image of God. That's what the Bible tells us in Genesis, right? And what's funny about being created in the likeness and image of God is that we were created by God to be people who do create things, right? And we're not talking about creating something out of nothing. We're not talking about creating with the complexity that God himself creates with because we're never going to be able to obtain that kind of complexity. But what we do create, even if it's in the world of AI, even if it's in the world of um, uh, some of these organics that these people are trying to emulate through uh, 3D printing, every single one of those things is an extension of what God has already done in a much better way. So the idea that we can create something that's better than God is absolutely absurd. He talks about the, the creation of something that is inorganic, like artificial intelligence, but what he doesn't realize is what he calls artificial intelligence being, you know, referring to it as inorganic is actually a function of something that is very organic. It's an extension of thoughts that we have in our brain, the creation of ideas and those ideas being translated in a particular language, which is a construct of something that exists within our neurological function that gives us the ability and the capacity to be able to do what we're trying to artificially create. So the thing that he is not uh, expressing here in his foolishness is the fact that all we're doing at best is imitating a micro, not even a micro, an ultra micro uh, a, a version of what God has already done on a grander scale. We are incapable of producing the kind of complexities that God has already produced in, for example, the human mind. The human mind, which he writes off as, as some, you know, sub par type of an organic function, the reality of it is it's the most complicated uh, thing. It, it, it relates to a series of things that we still have never understood. They relate to the mysteries of the universe that we don't know. And it's because of the fact that the God who designed and created us is far more complex, far wiser, far greater, far more understanding. He knows so much more about everything when we get to the point where we actually believe we know more than him, then we, in essence, create destruction for our own selves. And it is something that is absolutely terrible. And I can tell you this from experience and understanding and knowing when people give themselves to these types of doctrines where they presume to be God or they want to replace God, in essence, what it does is it drives them to a place of destruction it drives themselves to a place where their foolishness is on the increase because they have denied the wisdom of God. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. I want to show you a portion of a story regarding Elon Musk's creation, which is, again, it goes right back to speaking the things that we're speaking of. Elon is saying that he's doing this because he wants to restore health to some people so that they can walk, but he's also talking about the implementation of AI, and there's some very interesting things that goes with this that I think is really important for us to understand. This is related to a story that just came out last week where that very first brain chip has been planted now inside that very first human recipient. And, and so many people are ranting and raving about it. They're talking about being able to make cell phone calls without picking up a cell phone, receive text messages directly into your thoughts. And there's other people a lot more nefarious that are talking about reading your thoughts and knowing what you're going to do and anticipating things. 
It's unbelievable the kind of human hacking they're talking about. And I think it speaks volumes concerning the world that we're living in. We are living in a world of people who have denied who the true and living God is and have walked away from all the truths related to these matters. And I think this is really important for us to understand. So let's watch this. This is a portion of a news story that came out last week regarding Elon Musk. This morning, a brain chip has been successfully implanted in a human, according to Elon Musk. The tech titan sharing a big breakthrough from his brain science startup company, Neuralink, saying it has implanted a device in a human for the first time, a possible step toward a product that Musk says enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking. Imagine the joy of connecting with your loved ones, browsing the web, or even playing games using only your thoughts. Musk posting Monday, the first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. The initial results, he added, showed promising neuron spike detection. But Musk gave no additional details about the procedure, the patient, or the device the company implanted. Musk writing, initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs, discussing his vision for Neuralink back in 2019. This, um, I think, has a very good purpose, uh, which is to cure important diseases. Um, and ultimately to help secure humanity's uh, future. So there you guys have it. That first brain chip has been implanted. And notice what Elon Musk said. He said the purpose is to help cure diseases. That's admirable. I think medical science and medical technology is very good for that. And then notice what he says. He says, help secure humanity's future. Again, we have to stop to examine what the Bible says concerning these things. And what we need to understand is when we look at seeking to secure the future of humanity, we secure the future of humanity by humanity going to the one who created it, right? We need to go to the creator of the universe. He's the only one that will secure our future. He knows what the future holds, and we put our trust in him for that future. But this movement continues to do this. Let's look at the next story. This story is an interesting one. Yet again, the very same idea. And the title of the story is First Functional Human Brain Tissue Produced Through 3D Printing. And by the way, guys, I want you to understand something. When this story was sent to me by my assistant pastor, he gave me one line right below it, and I couldn't agree with him more. He made this very clear. He says, not long until humanity is gone. And there's something so true to that, right? If humanity is left to be managed and controlled by their own will and desires, it won't be long until humanity is gone, okay? And we're going to get back to that thought in just one second because it's really really, really, really important. I think it's really, uh, really, really critical. And I want everybody to know this, right? If they can start utilizing human brain cells for computing, this is going to be a very, very, very destructive thing. Because right now they say that it's going to be used for medical purposes, but eventually what it's going to be used for is nefarious government exploitation, as well as many other things. And I think it's really important for us to understand this. So let me read a portion of this. It says the first functional 3D printed brain tissue has been developed to examine the first human brain's function and study various neurological disorders. According to experts at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, the printed tissue can grow and function like typical brain tissue. 
The 3D brain model might be useful in studying various neurological and neurodevelopmental problems, including Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Uh, this is a quote from one of the researchers. They say, this could be a hugely powerful model to help us understand how brain cells and parts of the brain communicate in humans. It's a pretty heavy thing. Folks, again, the bottom line is these people are seeking to replace God. These people are seeking to remove the consciousness of God by assuming they are God and they continue to walk in a place where they are going to be darkened. And I want to go back to a statement that I read that my assistant pastor told me where he said it's not long before humans are gone, right? Because that's exactly the problem that happened in Genesis chapter 11. As a matter of fact, it's interesting. Let me start in verse 4 of Genesis chapter 11 and it says this. It says, and they said, go let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Kind of sounds like what uh, Elon Musk said. Let's secure the future of humanity, right? Verse five, and this is God in his grace and mercy seeking to save humanity from being destroyed. It says, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had builded. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Let us go down uh, there, confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off uh, to build the city. Verse 9, therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. And folks, this is so incredibly important. Like this is something so important that we understand this. You see, God, in his grace and mercy, he actually confounded their languages and he scattered them. But we are at a point right now, a tipping point, where in these last days, I don't believe that God will do that. As a matter of fact, I think that our ability to be able to communicate is converging in a way that we have never seen before in human history. We're using AI to be able to translate languages for us on the fly. The whole world can communicate with one another, not even learning to speak the languages of the people that they're seeking to communicate with globally. We are watching the world change, and in that there is a move amongst humanity that is seeking to become God. There is a move, a move amongst humanity that is seeking to take the place of God, and the collective consciousness of God is being removed as a direct result of all of it. And I think that this is so critical for us to understand because when we look at these stories and we see the things that are actually happening, it should open up our eyes to understand how severe the circumstance is right now. It should open up our minds and our hearts to recognize how dark of a world we are living in. But we know what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that we should have been expecting all of this in these last days. And more importantly, the Bible tells us that especially in these last days, we need to stand for righteousness because we're running out of time. The good news is this. We know who holds the future. We put our faith and our trust in him. And we also know that because he lives, we know that we have a tomorrow. Because he lives, we know that we're going to live forever. And if you're listening to this right now and you've never experienced what that's about, if you don't know what salvation is, 
You need Christ just like I need him. We need him because without him, we're hopeless. You can't secure the future of humanity, as Elon Musk just said, unless you put your faith and trust in Christ Jesus. It's that simple. Folks, we are entering into a new era, a new time, one that is unprecedented, but one that the Bible told us was coming. It's time to open up our eyes. Christ could come at any moment. And we sincerely hope that you will take that message and internalize it. It's the reason why we do this very show. It's the reason why we do Countdown to Eternity. And so with that, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this or watching it as much as I've enjoyed making it. This is Pastor James Cadiz, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Countdown to Eternity. I love you guys so much. Keep fighting the good fight and keep looking to Him. God bless you. It's been an eye-opening edition of Countdown to Eternity with Pastor James Cadiz. Do us a favor and share it right now with family and friends. Point them to CountdownToEternity.com. That's where you can go to replay any program. Countdown, the number two, Eternity.com. Or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're also at OnePlace.com. Pastor James goes live each week on Instagram, Rumble, and YouTube. And we're pumping out short videos for you, too, throughout the week helping you connect the dots between what we're seeing on the news and Bible prophecy. Look for James Cadiz on any of these platforms or just go to jamescadiz.com. If you appreciate this ministry and want to see it continue, please pray for us. And as you're able and led by the Lord, you can also donate to the ministry at countdowntoeternity.com. We'd also love to receive your thoughts, questions, and prayer requests. So shoot us an email while you're there at our website. Countdown, the number two eternity.com we look forward to sharing another prophecy update with you next time join us each week right here as together we count down to eternity this program is brought to you by calvary chapel signal hill